Hey. I'm going to look through it. It's don't look through his wallet, like bro. What is wrong with you? Look at this thing. Don't just look through people's wallets. Did he could have his condoms you, in there. Did your grandfather make that? Obviously, he doesn't use condoms, Christian. Oh no! I made it. You made that? <laughs> yeah. Leather work? Did you kill the bull? You've been leveling up your leather working, bro? Yeah. You've been on that World of Warcraft shit? I mean, you need to level right. up your stitching game because it's just sloppy work. <laughs> no, I'm really impressed. That's badass, dude. That's amazing. And now Big Cell has to make all of us leather wallets. <laughs> all magic alcoholics. Shouldn't have done wallets. that. <laughs> yeah, we're going to brand them hoes. We're going to be uh, giving away wallets on Twitter. The uh, first, the thousandth person to retweet a, uh, what, a link to our page? I don't know if that if that's gonna work. The ten thousand person. I don't know if that's gonna work, bro. <laughs> Let, just start the show, man. I'm getting upset <laughs> over here. This is Alcoholics Autonomous, a show about everything and nothing. The only power animal you'll find here is a bottle of sour mash. If you want to follow along at home, take a drink when you hear us say, "Hey, hey please play responsibly," as we are not responsible for legal issues. Or failed relationships. I'm Justin, and this is Christian. Hey, hey, Christian. You can follow the show on Twitter at underscore drink freely. You can follow Christian at underscore we drunk, or you can follow myself at ten beers with an O, not a zero. Today's cast being brought to you by Mind Your Owns. Mind Your Owns is the newest snack sensation from Cabisco. Look out because the kids are losing their minds for this perfect after-school snack. They're sweet, crunchy, and they're fun. Take your mind you owns anywhere, like public parks, the laundromat, or even swimming pools, where people of all walks of life are minding their own business, and no one is calling the cops on them because everyone is enjoying their mind you owns. Just ask Jim. I used to be a fun police asshole until I started enjoying these mind you owns. Thanks, Jim. Hey, Jim's a real hero for that, man. I appreciate you. True American hero. I heard he's a patriot as well, so we salute you, Jim. Yeah, I'm going to have to get me some of these monuments just hand them out to white people everywhere I go. Yeah, Lindsay Lohan including. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody doesn't need your help, I promise. <laughs> they really don't. I keep seeing this like more and more, and it's just like, Jesus Christ, guys, just fucking mind your own business. It's 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 kind of like a snowball effect. Like we yes. saw one or two instances, and now we see it every week. I feel like the social justice warriors have picked up on this, and now it's a, it really is. It's a story every week, and I'm sure it happens. Yeah, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. Uh, like there was this one I saw about a chick, um, and she was. This is even a little worse, but like a ten year old kid was like behind her at a a stop and go, like in New York or Brooklyn somewhere. This isn't on their cell, but uh, she, like, accused him of, like, grabbing her ass or something and made a big deal about it. Cornerstone Caroline. Yeah, it's terrible, man. Like, just, come on, guys. I watched that video. That lady seemed unstable. Oh, oh, you saw it? Okay, so you know. Bro, I'm black. I'm aware of just about (laughs) all of these. Okay, well then, can we talk about Gas Station Gale? Tell me about Gas Station Gale. So, hold on. Gas Station Gale, these, um, I believe it was some African Americans that were doing a, a peaceful march about guns down Chucktown. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that's already up there, Big Cell. Um, so, apparently, they were just hanging out at this gas station getting drinks, and Gas Station Gale, or Brenda, as uh, the rest of us call her, 
uh, decided that that wasn't good enough, and she was going to call the cops on them. <laughs> so I don't know why. It was just a bunch of black people hanging out, buying drinks. Gatherings of black people are scary to some white people. <laughs> I guess it was. Um, like in the neighborhood that they I they were grew- buying drinks. From the store she manages. Buying drinks, barbecuing, entering an apartment, existing. Oh, yeah. Don't enter your own apartment. It's all pretty difficult. <laughs> um, you used to have basketball goals in our in my neighborhood when we grew up. Like right. There was a park, or basketball goals, jungle gyms, all kinds of stuff, a uh, field to play football in. Well, soon they discovered that the basketball goals attracted black people, so they took them down. Get the fuck they out. They just took them down. It was just like a concrete court with no goals. Hey, you can play tennis there, though. <laughs> Maybe that's what they were hoping. Like, more white people would show up if we make it more oh, like a tennis man. court than a they basketball court. They didn't put court. a net up, bro. It was just a concrete <laughs> slab of nothing. What a bunch I guess of you kids. get out there with some chalk and play Foursquare. Yeah, you can play Foursquare. Foursquare is an underrated game. Maybe I'm some wall ball? Learn. What about wall ball? You ever well, wall ball? Well, there would need to be a wall, but yeah. We'll I'm just assuming there's ball. a wall nearby. There wasn't. There was no <sighs> wall. That's sad. Hey, I want to throw up a big congratulations to our... Uh, our brothers in the great white north and that is canada they have legalized recreational marijuana round of applause for canada round of applause for canada hopefully that trend is like a cold front and comes down here this way uh there was a thing a statement or something that the uh, cops had to send out about to their fellow canadians about not narking on your on your neighbor's they had a big bag of mind yones. They needed a big bag of mind hey, yones. Just because your neighbor is smoking pot, you don't have to call the cops on them anymore. Because guess what? The laws have changed. Thank you, Canada. Keep it up. I just hope Texas can tear that wall down. Oh, it's gonna take a long time for Texas. I know. We're always way behind on stuff. So I was talking to uh I was talking to a friend who wants to be referred to as Katie Kaboom. Katie Kaboom uh, about shit that happens. Where there's no reason for it to happen, but it's egregious. And here's one. Uh, at the last Texans game I was at, I went to the porta potty and just discovered a whole bunch of pee on the porta potty toilet seats. Oh, well, yes, this happens. There's no reason for this to occur. There's not. The women should be seated and the men should be peeing in urinals. It's right there. It's right next to the toilet. Why would you pee on the toilet seat? I have, I have a thought, and I've probably done it. But when you're drunk and you go into a ur- or a uh, porter potty, you probably don't look to your left where the urinal is. Now I know, but I, I feel like the urinal is kind of a new thing. Maybe what? I'm wrong. I feel like it's kind of new. All right, well, me pee- me seeing piss on the toilet seat is not new. <laughs> no, it's not. It's never been a new thing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah, nobody does. God damn it. <laughs> so if they're if they're using the urinal. Why else could there be pee on the seat? Okay, I've got two theories. One, <laughs> there's like a four-year-old kid going in there who's too short and is uh, just trying to uh, squirt his little stream into wherever he can get it. He got his pants down around his ankles. Uh, of course. Of course. He's probably wearing a helmet, too. <laughs> he probably is wearing a helmet. My, the, the second theory is there's a bunch of drunk-ass women going in there. Yep. Like, I need to be clean, so they try to hover. But they're drunk, so they're wobbling, and they're peeing all over the seat, making it unsanitary for other people. Or their friend is holding them like this by the hands (laughs) as they hover. Uh, It's got a middle picture of two girls in a porta potty. Because you know they go to the bathroom together, and they probably do it in porta potties. I just don't. 
I'm gonna study that the next time I'm at one of my motorcycle rallies. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch and see if I'm not gonna. I'm trying not to be a creeper, but I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna see if I can notice next time. You're gonna be a creeper. I'm gonna. Be You're gonna be a creeper, dude. You probably. I don't think this is something you get to study. All right, so what do you want to get into, man? Are we gonna talk about sports stuff? What do you want to talk about? I have a kind of sport story that is uh, inspirational that I thought was pretty cool. Um, holy shit. Steve Gleason and his wife are expecting another child. In fact, they're about to give birth to another baby. This man has ALS. Is this guy such a badass that he's just still able to impregnate his wife? Like, he's just like, or is his penis so amazing that it just says, fuck ALS? And he's like, come here, baby. And just, how does this work? I'm hoping there's less science involved than I want to believe, and he's just a fucking man. Also, I don't, congratulations to the Gleason family. I don't know, man. I don't know. But, uh, well, you know, he has ALS, but he still has sensation, right? Yeah. So, no. I mean, you got sensation. Um, your <laughs> your arousal is, uh, you know, it's just, it's purely stimulus. Like, there's, you don't really have control over that, man. Yeah, I guess you don't. You don't. Uh, you should probably tell the people who Steve Gleason is, though, Steve, why this matters. Steve Gleason was a defensive back um, for the New Orleans Saints. And the, the cool thing that he did was, I think it was right after Katrina and the Saints were finally finally got, got back in the uh, Superdome. And he blocked a field goal, I think. He blocked a field goal. It was a big deal, you know, just to have everybody back in New Orleans. And uh, that was pretty cool. But he got... ALS, and he has been degenerating for several years now. So the fact that he's having another baby, and I think they have two or three now, is just an amazing story, and it's pretty cool. So very proud of Steve Gleason. I hope he stays with us for as long as he possibly can. Hey, feel good story. Okay, let me back that up with something incredibly negative. <laughs> hey, we, come on, man. We don't want the listeners feeling uh, real good about stuff. That's why you're drinking, you fuckers. So, <laughs> all right, so... um. What's this gentleman's name? He's running for governor in Florida. His name is Andrew Gillum. I can't be smart, man. Um, he is the Democratic candidate for governor over there. Oh. Uh, and apparently, I, I mean, he's also a black man. Um, there have been robocalls uh, circulating around Florida where they are calling people and playing a recorded message. The recorded message is impersonating Andrew Gillum. Uh, in the most offensive way possible, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and read this even though it pisses me off, and I quote, well, hello there. I is the Negro Andrew Gillum, and I be asking you to make me governor of this here state of Florida. <laughs> God damn it. My state opponent, who done call me a monkey, is doing a lot of hollering about how expensive my plans for health care be. Oh, no. A chimpanzee noise is played during the <laughs> word oh, monkey. Oh, my God. Now, his opponent has disavowed this. Well, um, yes, you fucking better. And obviously, you would have to. And I'm not going to say that he put that out, but somebody Jesus put it out. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What it's an ridiculous. asshole. This is 2018. This is happening. Why do we still have, like, that's just, oh, my God. So the next time somebody Blade tells it. you, hey, racism's Blade not a big racism. deal anymore, just slap them in the face. Like, I understand, like. Uh, people getting upset about this or that. Like, they made a big deal about, what was it, uh, Catch a Tiger by the Toe when they were uh, The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And people were like, that shirt's racist. And I get it. It comes from that. That's too far. But this is just 
blatant fucking just you're being an asshole you're no you're not being an asshole you're being a worthless piece of shit human being that's just terrible dude yep and it saddens me that people still believe and act like that in this world the most terrible thing about it is that they do it because it works they do it because it works and that's what's terrible about it there are many people that are still stuck in this stupid ass mentality and i don't see a light at the end of the tunnel honestly Man, I'm 32. I just I've been in Texas my whole life. I just learned to deal with this shit at this point. I'm glad that I grew up in a place that really didn't have a lot of racism or I was just way too ADD to notice it because <laughs> I, I, I don't have an ounce of racism in me whatsoever. I, I just don't feel that way at all. Everybody's a person and your skin color doesn't fucking matter. Jesus Christ. Um, I wish that it didn't. Yeah, I know. All right, true up the listeners. Hey. So, in college, do you know I had a band, Christian? <sighs> no, but this doesn't surprise me in the least. I, so, I had a band in college. What was the name? What was the name? The name of the band was Miller and the Highlifers. God dang it. <laughs> and if you're listening and you're in the band, I salute you guys. Hey. Miller and the High Life is one of the best times I've had in a long time. Um, now, unfortunately, this band, uh, we only played one venue, and that was the guest bedroom of my old college apartment. That's not a venue. And we didn't actually play real instruments. Are you talking about rock band? We were a rock band. God dang it. <laughs> it was a video called Rock Band, uh, but... Where we got the name was, we found out, and if you go back to, I think, a podcast or two back, uh, one of my top fives of Boozing on a Budget was a 30-pack of Miller High Life. Miller High Life is underrated, honestly. It's underrated. So that's what we would do. We'd play Rock Man, and we'd get a box of Miller High Life. And I started reading about the logo of Miller High Life and where it came from. And uh, the famous one that I'm getting to is uh, the Lunar Lady. And she is the lovely woman that's on the moon. But it didn't start out like that. Uh, it started out, she was modeled after the granddaughter of the company founder, Frederick Miller. And her first appearance back in 1903, she was standing on her tippy toes on a crate of beer and a whip in her hand. And uh, she was supposed to look like an animal trainer of sorts. Um, so we go down the line and they traded the whip in for a tray of beer and that's Kind of how it was supposed to be for a long time. Until a guy named um, A.C. Paul of uh, Miller's Marketing Division. There's a story about, I don't know how he got there, but the man got lost in the woods. And uh, he had a quote-unquote vision of a girl in the moon. And she was pointing the way back to civilization. He was on mushrooms. Man, he was on, I don't know what he was on, but he was on a bunch, man. Uh, and so AC found his way out and drew this up, and thus the Lunar Lady was born. And so ever since 1903, it's been the girl on the moon. Um, which, to be honest, or what I found out, it is actually the longest living icon in the uh, history of American brewing. Which is pretty fucking cool, man. Okay. The Lunar Lady. All right, all right. Fun fact, some guy had an idea about a short-lived 2006 television campaign featuring a talking real-life girl on the moon, 
and it failed so miserably that Miller fired the responsible advertising firm. They should have. And as soon as you said that, I was like, that's the stupidest shit idea. What I haven't looked wrong at the with video, people? but I, I imagine it's fucking terrible. Speaking of people who are lost. Yes. Can I talk about Swag Kelly, a.k.a. Chad Kelly, a.k.a. Mr. Irrelevant, <sighs> a.k.a. last pick in the NFL draft? Was he the last pick? The very last pick in the NFL draft. Uh, and he has NFL talent for days, but he can't get right. Yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, you know, he's been arrested several times. Been, he's been he's been arrested in high school. He was arrested at his first college and kicked out. He was arrested at his second college. They didn't kick him out. He somehow managed to make it to the league. That's how talented he is. Yeah, he's me uh, with athletic talent. Backup quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Um, he was arrested again for criminal trespass. Apparently, he wandered into a home that didn't belong to him and just sat on the couch next to a woman holding her baby. And then murmured some shit to her. I wonder if the alcohol was involved there. Where uh, something obvious was definitely involved. Maybe a depressant so, of some kind. Her male companion saw this intruder in the house and beat him with an aluminum tube. Oh, shit. And, and kicked him out. The Festivus pole? <laughs> yeah, Aaron, his grievances on the motherfucker's face? Uh, got a lot of problems <laughs> with you people. Uh, he had a lot of problems with Chad Kelly that yes. night. So... He beat the shit out of him with his pole, kicked him out of the house, called the cops. Uh, the cops showed up and found him just in a random car on the street. Oh. Just in there. I'm uh, so glad you read this and brought it to the show because I saw it and I didn't really read it. So they arrested him for criminal trespass. Uh, John Elway is pissed, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> but man. But how pissed are you going to be on your on your last pick and last pick of the draft? John Elway is probably like, oh, I see a lot of myself in this kid. No, John Elway probably like, isn't like that. Wait, 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 wait. He's probably like, I see a lot of myself in this kid. I can turn him around. I can make him good. Make him right. Oh. Wrong. Oh, damn. Wrong. Is that what John always sounds like? I don't, I don't no, know it's John not what he sounds like. like. He probably doesn't yeah. sound like Yeah, well, anyway, I hope, I hope Swag Kelly gets some help. <laughs> he needs counseling, bro. He Come really on, does. Chad, yes. right? Come on, Chad. Yeah, yeah. Some of this shit is just ridiculous. But, you know, that's, that's it for that, man. That's just crazy. You know you who else? You can't just go into strange people's houses and talk to them. <laughs> I mean, I've done similar things. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Like I said, Chad Kelly's probably me with uh, more athletic talent. Uh, speaking of weird football players, uh, stop the press. There is an actual article about Odell Beckham Jr. not liking water. And I know that the human race is officially doomed because we're writing articles about sports figures not liking water. I mean, I knew we were doomed as soon as the Kardashians got rich and famous, but go ahead. Okay. So I'm thinking to myself, and it goes on to say that Odell Beckham would rather have an IV at halftime than actually drink water. Kind of like an infant would. <laughs> Maybe he just doesn't like a liquid going down his throat. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm not going there. Uh, so Odell Beckham was actually... Uh, He'd rather take a needle through the skin than drink water. And he says uh, they interviewed him about it, and they, he, he, said, he says he's trying. Um, I really just just don't like it. You know, and he tries to explain to the press, you know when you get that stomach feeling and it's all slushy? I know what he's talking about, but that's not exclusive to water. That no. could be an excess amount of any liquid on an empty stomach. No. <laughs> I, I I feel like he's an alien, like the Men in Black guy. Like sure, like that's all he can. He's sure. Maybe that's sure. all he can do. Maybe that's how, look at him. There he is drinking his Aquafina. 
And he's he hating every second he's of hating it. Hating every second. I think of he's it. fake drinking in this photo that we're looking at. <laughs> I think his lips are completely closed, and he just <laughs> he just got a, a bag from Aquafina to to, to to promote them real quick. He totally does. Ah, oh, OBJ. He's such a strange, strange man. All right, let's talk about what you got. How efficient the government and our armed forces are. Uh, I happened upon an article talking about the Air Force and what they were paying for cups. Essentially, thermoses that could self-heat. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you could put whatever. You could put, like, your, your ramen or your coffee or whatever in there and then and heat it up. Okay. How much would you pay for something like that? So, I have a... Is it a, a tall thermos I can put a soup in and then take it with me? It's going to stay hot? Or oh. it will make itself hot? Correct. It will make itself hot. How, how much would you pay for that? I mean... Thirty nine ninety nine. Okay, well, the Air Force has been paying thirteen hundred dollars for each cup. Thirteen hundred dollars for each cup. Now, tell me, how do I get uh, that contract? I want to sell these cups. The same way everybody gets government contracts, know someone in the government, and then abuse them. I don't know a lot of them. Yeah, and then give kickbacks. Obviously, I want the kickbacks. Here's the deal, though. Here's how this came out. They uh, they released something saying that. Through 3D printing, they were able to repair cups that were broken by being dropped. They were able to repair the handles so they didn't have to replace the whole $1,300 cup. Oh, how nice. To which a congressman asked, why the fuck are you paying $1,300 for a cup in the first place? I don't know. To which they had no answer to. A single Air Force base has paid (laughs) $56,000 for these cups since 2016. The Air Force in total has paid $300,000 for fancy thermoses since 2016. Holy shit. That's our tax dollars at work, baby. Well, we know how those work. Uh, you might and, as well. And they really I'd be don't. better off just, government, let me keep my money, and I'll just take it out in the backyard and just set it on fire. Yes. It's a better use. But we should, uh, we should relinquish things to them and let them do, you know, mm. have more control. Mm. Careful. I'm being be careful. careful. I'm being careful. I'm being careful. That's fucking crazy, man. Hey, taxation is theft. Whatever. I'm not jumping on that. Hey, let me ask you something. I I didn't write this one down. This is totally off the cuff because I'm not paying attention to the Beto versus Cruz uh, election. Mm-hmm. I kind of had a feel like maybe Beto might take it. But I feel like they are. Yeah, I know. I know. But I feel I'm just I'm just going off like Facebook and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they are really gearing this up to be like this. Almost like something cool to go do. Is that... They, they were saying yesterday on the news, local news, they were saying that this is like they've spent the most money of any Senate race ever. Why are we wasting our time doing this and our money and our funds what, who's, for what, a fucking Senate when you race? Say, when you say we, who do you mean? I don't know. Us. The people. The people who lived in Texas and are uh, eligible to vote here. I mean, well, if you look at where Beto's money comes from, a lot of it is from out of state. Sal, is this a 46 or a 48? 46. People just want, they don't want, you know, Republican control in Texas. So there's out-of-state money coming in hard for Beto. Yeah. I'm going to call his ass Robert. I don't know what. Robert. Beto Beto is a name for people named Roberto. It's a nickname for people named Roberto. His name is Robert Francis. I had a friend, Beto, in high school. He's out there somewhere. I miss you, Beto. Was his name Roberto? No, it was just Beto. That, his whole, that was it? That was his government? Fucking Beto. 
Ah, called him Alberto, Beto. not Roberto. He probably no. Alberto was his full name. Ah, there yes, we go. Big Sal's right. Big Sal is an invaluable part of this podcast. He is. When he's here. When he's here. He just showed up out of the blue today. We're very, we didn't know very, he was coming. Very thankful to have Big Sal on the show today. The show's way better when he's here, guys. Do you want to hear about? Do you want to hear about some government fucking up some more? Sure. This one's this one's actually the guy was off duty. Do you know what? You ever have a gender reveal party? Yeah, you were invited. You went to a rally instead. Yes, I knew. Better. I'm not mad at you. I wanted to be at the rally yeah, with you. Don't be mad. I wanted to be at the rally with you. Well, there's a guy named Dennis Dickey. He's an off-duty border patrol agent, and his wife and him decided to have a gender reveal party. This happened to be out in Tucson, Arizona, and they figured out. So, if you're stuck with, hey, we're going to have a gender reveal party. What's the coolest thing we could do? The most fun thing we could do? Well, Dennis Dickey decided we'll get some Tannerite and we'll get one of our friends to fix it up with either a blue or a pink solution. Real quick, explain to everybody what Tannerite is. Everybody's not like us. I, I was getting to that. All I was right. getting to that. So they're either going to do blue or pink. Now, Tannerite um, is a substance that is sold legally. Uh, you can buy it and it comes in a small jar or case or whatever. It looks like little... Um, I've seen it as like little styrofoam balls. Anyway, the working premise is is if you, you shoot it with a high-velocity round, uh, the round penetrating it at certain feet per second will actually ignite the Tannerite. So it's not explosive otherwise. But if you use like a, like a, a high-caliber, like a twenty two or something, mm-hmm. it will cause an explosion. And that's how you know you hit your target when it's really far away. Exactly. Um, so what people do, and we've done this on the farm, I'll probably do it on Friday when hey. I go up there, uh, you put a bunch together and you have a good time. So I guess Dennis and his wife decided that's what they were going to do. So they set their Tannerite up and, um, set it up and they had, I, I don't even know if it was pink or, uh, or blue. Um, but they ended up starting a wildfire. And it spread, and it caused 45,000 acres in damage. 45,000 acres? 45,000 acres, including some of it was uh, owned by the state of Arizona. And it took two weeks and 800 firefighters and $8 million until they got it contained. So you've seen... Clint Eastwood's movie, Million Dollar Baby. <laughs> Dennis Dickey has $8 million plus, baby. $8 million plus. And so, you know what? The moral of the story is, stop doing fucking gender reveals. No one cares about that <laughs> shit. Stop it. No stop it. what gender your baby I'm is. talking to you too, wife. We're not having any more babies, but if we if we do, it won't matter because I'm committing suicide. Hey, what, don't die. <laughs> Three is enough. Anyway, so Dickie, uh, or Dennis, as we'll call him, Dennis called, reported it, and he fessed up to it, probably because there was lots of people with cell phones that <laughs> put him at the scene of the crime. Those damn cell phones. Uh, he has agreed to pay restitution for all this, which I'm sure he'll pay all of it, for, right? He's going to pay for the rest of his life, and then his baby that he celebrated for is going to pay it. <laughs> That's right. College tuition be damned. <laughs> so well, he, That kid's going to trade school. There's no college okay, for that he says uh, he agreed to pay $100,000 up front, 
and another $120,000 in monthly installments of $500 each over the next two decades. Hold on. Border Patrol He's a Border Patrol agent who can pay $100,000 up front? Border Patrol That's where the real story is. On the border. What cartels has he been hooking up with? That's right, sucker. Let me be a Border Patrol agent able to pay $100,000 up front. I'm in the wrong line of work. Yes. Yes, you are. I'm going to have to investigate this shit. Oh, and he got um, oh, five hundred bucks each over the next two decades, presuming his income does not increase significantly in that span. Also, he will be on five years probation and appear in a public service announcement for the, <laughs> for the Forest Service. And that's that's if that part of it is if the judge agrees to the terms deal. So we'll see. Stay tuned. We'll Dude, find out. I would more. hate that, man. Every time you saw your PSA coming on, you'd be like. <laughs> I'm a giant fuck up, and here I am telling everybody that I'm a giant fuck up. I feel like he should. Hey, don't be like me, kids. I'm stupid. I don't know, man. He should hit a fine, and then like maybe a. I I'm, I'm way more on board with the uh, PSAs. I think that's the best part. All right, so I was looking at my at my at my show notes, yeah. and I did some of these last Friday night when I was uh, having a Joe Rogan experience. Uh, if you listen to that podcast, you'll get that. But anyway, wasn't in the uh, perfect state of mind. So I was you know, I was just jotting some stuff down in my notes on my phone. And I happened upon this note that says, I experienced nature, nigga. Oh. And at, at first I was like, I don't know what that even means. Uh, and then I was like, wait a minute. I remember. It. I remember. I was, uh, I was sitting on my patio and I was playing Street Fighter. Uh, don't judge me. Uh, and and I, saw, I saw a spider. I saw a spider, and he was just hopping along. And I was like, what the fuck is this spider doing? Let me look at this spider nigga real quick. Um, and then I saw its target. It was a fly. It was a fly. Now, typically, when spiders capture insects, they use webs. Right. They use webs. This spider did not have time for that shit. Oh. He just jumped. He jumped over there to that spider, grabbed him, boom, bit the shit out of him. That was it. He was carrying this. Oh, he was carrying shit. this fly around for like four minutes. I watched him the whole time, just sucking blood out of him for oh, four that's minutes. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm used to spiders using webs, not just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, I, he I just feel like dunked on that dude. We've all seen nature once or twice, and you'll see like a beautifully crafted spider web, and this poor fly like fly into it. This spider that, was like, I'm not spending time making spider webs. That's badass. I'm jumping out and I'm just dunking on these oh, niggas. Oh fuck yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I kind of felt bad for the fly. Straight up, like, venom. He dead now. He bit his head off. And, <laughs> and I was like, okay, spider. I guided him away. I want him to stay there. I need him to keep killing flies. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's my eight, eight-legged spidey boy. He's your buddy. Yeah, I, I should name him. Hmm. I think we should call him Gary Oldman. <sighs> I'll call him Gary. Gary? He doesn't get two names. Gary the Spider? Eight legs, one name. That's it. Okay. Because I have this theory. And I wanted to say something. If you're an, an aspiring or current filmmaker, um, if you have any doubts or are having trouble writing a villain, I have two words for you. And that is, hire Gary. Gary Oldman is probably one of the most versatile and greatest actors of our time. Uh... If you haven't seen a movie with Gary Oldman, you should just put your thumb on the table and smack it with a hammer because you're doing yourself a complete disservice. But that's Commissioner Gordon, bro. It's Commissioner Gordon. 
but he's supposed to be a great villain. I haven't seen enough oh, Gary Oldman movies. You don't even, oh, I'm so excited for you. <laughs> I really am. I'm ready to take notes. Lay he, it on me. He probably has a body of work of some of the greatest villains ever created of all time. Uh, if you remember these, great. If not, that's okay. But I've come up with a, th- uh, a theorem. And the theorem is like this. S plus G equals X. And that S is stars plus Gary equals X. Where G equals stars plus two, which is the rating for your film. So if you've got a three-star movie and you make Gary Oldman your villain, you've got a five-star blockbuster. I'm glad you wrapped that up for us, bro, because you was doing pluses and algebra and I was getting upset. Hey, I got you guys, right? Okay, so I wanted to go into top five Gary Oldman villains of all time. At the bottom, we're going to start. And in no particular order. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Gary Oldman. What a fucking bad motherfucker. Legendary movie. Yeah. Yes. Stanfield, the bad cop. And Leon, the professional. He was in the professional? Yes, dude. I watched that. I didn't even notice. He was the bad guy that was like chewing pills in the bathroom and was going to take Natalie Portman and just do terrible things. Oh, no. I don't yes. want to think about that. All right. Ivan Korshnoff, Air Force One. A lesser known one. I haven't seen that. All right. One of my favorites, Drex, Drexel Spivy in True Romance. He's like the black one. He's, he's a white dude, but he's like a black dude gangster wannabe with like the scar on his face. You remember this? No. Oh, my God. The character is amazing. No, man. Okay. Number one, and my personal favorite, Jean-Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg from The Fifth Element. Oh, I do remember that. Come on, man. You got it. Yeah, there you I remember is. that, Big but I also assist. remember The Fifth Element, and I remember never wanting to have any part of that movie. What? That's how I feel about it. That's how I feel oh, about you're it. you're sad, man. Um, I'm not sad. I'm generally displeased. How could you not I'm not like sad, Fifth Element? Though. It's so good. It's crazy as shit. Are you not a sci-fi guy? I, I like fucking, what the fuck is that name of that? Event Horizon? I do all kinds of Pandorum. Pandorum was really I, a yes, very I am underrated a movie. Very. I'm a very sci-fi guy. I just fit the element. It wasn't my bag. I don't know what to tell you. When did you watch it? Probably too long ago. I don't know. I'm just trying to learn. A long time if, ago. If you watched it when it came out, or because you're uh, like a year or two younger than me, and I saw it in the theater. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe I did not I, see maybe, it in the theater. Maybe I saw it in the theater. I so probably maybe saw, you saw it like five years after that. Ah, see, you were probably an old asshole already like you are now. Yeah, yeah. Super cynical. Uh, yeah, finds no you were joy probably anything too that isn't cynical. Football. And you're like, this is dumb. Yeah, that's probably that's probably what it was. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that Fifth Element was ruined for you. Hey, man. I, I got to be true to myself. Are you, are you done with your list? I have a honorable mention, and that is the actual Harry Potter series. Caitlin Holmes and Harry Potter. Caitlin was making me watch the Harry Potters. This old ass dude gets work. And I was kind of like, okay, I'll do it just to make you happy. And then I found out one of the villains was Gary Oldman. And I was like, oh, shit. And then you fuck popped yeah, an Insta Chub and you oh, were like, Insta Chub. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm all on board with Gary Oldman. Uh, spoiler alert, he turns out to be a pretty decent guy. But it still didn't take away my Insta Chub. Cause I love me some Gary Oldman. I mean, I feel you. Like, I feel like Thanos wasn't all that bad of a guy, but let's not get into that right uh, now. I kind of feel like 
He had some pretty good ideas. He had some good ideas. <laughs> he had some good ideas. <laughs> um, like I'm, I'm running out of steam here, so I'm, I'm gonna do. I feel like I missed it last week, and I might have even missed it the week before. So I'm gonna give my tips for a living. Hey, <sighs> tips for a living. We need a soundboard for this. This needs its own segment. It, there should be music and shit. But anyway, uh, it's kind of like the world. The uh, the more you know. Yes, it should be like that. But anyway, let's get into I'll it. I'll find one. Tips for a living. Don't be a fucking liar. Don't be a liar. Now, in, in saying this, obviously what I'm saying is you should tell the truth. What I want you to know, though, is that the person to whom telling the truth is most important is yourself. Mm. Don't lie to you. If you lie to you, you're going to have to lie to other people. Because you're going to set up expectations that are unreasonable, and you have to lie to other people about it. Don't you tell the truth to yourself, you can tell the truth the other, uh, to other people, and you will feel free. You'll feel much more free than having to keep track of your lies. Yeah, because that gets tough. It does. And that adds to stress. It and does. No one needs stress, because then you got to go to the chiropractor. <laughs> also, and all, all kinds of other shit. Also, rules for living. If you're over 30 and don't go to the chiropractor, do it. I've been doing it. It's amazing. I didn't do it for a long time. That's not actually my rule for living this week, though. What is it? My actual rule for living. Always sit at the restaurant bar. <sighs> hey! Hey! So Kate used to bug me on this like all the time. She's like, ah, can't we sit at a table like a normal couple? And guys, if your woman or person bucks you on this, just explain to them that you want to sit next to them. And here's a couple reasons. One, the game's on. You get to watch the game. Amen. Amen. Number two, yeah, you get to get next. Yes, you get to sit next to them. Number three, and this one's really important, you always know where your server is. When you sit at a regular table, you have a guy that's waiting on you. And I'm not dissing servers. I did it for many years. You've got somebody who has three or four tables almost mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Unless you're a regular, and you can build that up that way. I'm not saying it's the wrong way to go, but you always know where your server is. They're he's in your line of sight. He's behind the bar. Yep. Not to mention, sitting at the bar at a restaurant, there are many perks to becoming a regular at a restaurant bar. Once you learn the names and they learn your names, we're talking perks, we're talking extra drinks, heavy pours. Heavy pours, they know what you want when you walk in. They hook you up with better food. When you get super back. drunk and you walk your tab, they don't charge you. They wait for you to come back because yep. they know you're coming back. They know you're coming back. And make sure you tip well. Don't be a dick bag. Yeah, none of this works if you don't tip well. Yes. What the fuck? Yes. So, and the best thing I can think of about sitting at the restaurant bar, uh, sometimes you don't have to have a, a wait if there is the, if it's a nice place and you can get in really quick. <coughs> you can just go straight to the bar. Amen. But the other part, networking. And sit, when you sit at a bar at a restaurant, you meet people. Yep. Even if you don't drink alcohol. And most of you that are probably listening to this, you might indulge a little bit. <laughs> but you meet people. And you, you meet some really interesting people. Like on Sunday, I was at Hank's Crawfish. Bing, bing, bing. Sponsor us. And Kate and I were sitting there. We were digging down on some crab legs. And this, uh, this old black guy, his name was Gary. He was about 65 and he was three years retired. And Kate got to the bathroom. I started talking to Gary, and he was like the most interesting guy I'd met in a long time. You sat down with the Dos Equis guy? 
Most interesting man in the world? <laughs> he was so interesting. He was three years retired. He was an old truck driver, and he did some other things. But he t- he said something that I, I really took to heart, and he, and he motions to his hands, and he's like, with these, he says, you'll work hard, and you'll make money, and you'll put food on the table. Amen. And he goes, but with this, and he motions to his head, this is what you use to get ahead. So if you combine these with this, that's how you make money, and that's how you get ahead in life. And I was like, Jesus, holy shit, Gary. You're the man, dude. What a cool thing to write into the podcast <laughs> to give to the listeners. And he's, he's right. He's totally right. Yeah, he's right. Because if you're not using this and these, you're, you're not gonna get you're not going to get any farther. Yeah, you got to think and work hard and find a way to work smarter, not harder. Sit Who the fuck wants at, to work harder? Uh, no one does. Sit at the restaurant bar. You'll thank me. Amen. All right, check it out, man. I'm uh, I'm pretty much out of steam on this. Okay. You got anything else that the listeners need to hear? Yes, I have a rant. Let uh, me see if it's one of yours as well. You better sound really angry when you do this. Well, I've got a real problem. Getting behind people at the gas station, specifically, and tonight's one of those nights, Uh-oh. people buying fucking lottery tickets. Yep. And not just lottery tickets, but the most, that is the worst, is scratch-offs. Yep. I can't stand getting behind a guy. And it, it never, it's like a special place on hell, special place on earth that is hell that I live in when you get behind some asshole that has to buy it's not one. It's three no. or four fucking scratch-offs. No, and they're and all numbered, and they got to go in all these different directions. They're all numbered, and they don't even realize they can get <laughs> or need a scratch-off until they've already paid for their Cinnabon and their Diet Coke. Uh, oh, you got scratch-offs? Oh, shit, I got some change? Oh, uh, hey, let me get a number two, a number three. No, 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 not a number three. Let me get a 10, a 12. And it it just becomes this, this cycle that makes me want to choke people. And... Um, yeah, that's a special place in hell for me. And I hate you, Mr. <laughs> Scratch-Off Guy. I hate you. Hey, man, let them pay the idiot tax. <sighs> let them pay it, he says, knowing he's going to buy some tickets if nobody wins this $1.6 <laughs> billion dollar fucking I'm, I'm parlaying. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. If nobody wins this, we're buying some tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing it. We're going to be those assholes at the store. But we've had to suffer from those assholes for so long, I don't care. So now I want to do a... McAfee, Tweet of the Week. I have frequently been called the Hunter S. Thompson of technology. Not always in a flattering way. I admired Hunter and met him once, and I am a fan of his writing. The following words from Hunter define me with absolute perfection. Quote, unquote. I hate to advocate drugs, alcohol, violence, or insanity to anyone. But they've always worked for me. <laughs> what? Hunter S. Thompson. I myself love this quote, and I kind of feel the same way. I'm not as violent as these guys are, but God damn it, do I love the rest of that shit. I like it. I like it. I would have liked it even more when I used to be violent. Yeah. But, you know, we're in our 30s now. Like We're not trying to start fights with folks. These guys were doing it in their 60s. Yeah, fuck that. They yeah. had posses, bro. They did have I posses. roll one deep. I'm not trying to start fights with deep, anybody. Baby. Although, I got to say, I don't think my heart gets... Nope. My body cannot keep up with these boys. I tried it in my 20s and my early 30s, and it, it is just not possible. There's only one thing I want to do in a street fight or a bar fight, and that's to not be in it. Not be in it. Now, I'm going to do whatever I can do to not be in it. 
Yeah. But I don't want to be in it. Oh, I agree. I'm totally with you on that. But that was my favorite McAfee tweet of the week. Hey, um, are boob tattoos not like the worst thing ever created? Boot? Boob. Bo- oh, boob tats? Boob tats. So, <laughs> I can't, God damn it. I, <laughs> I want to be impartial in this. I don't really like tattoos in general. Right. But I have a special hate in my heart for people who take one of my favorite things that God gave them and yes. then write a bunch of gibberish all over it. Yeah, I'm really stop it? about that. Stop it. Who are you to write on God's gift to you? You know what? You want to put tattoos on your tits? Have A's. That way somebody will look at them shits. I have pretty much nothing left. I have a small thing about sports on how there's really five teams and that's it. No, we're going to save that. Let's let a, let's let another week pass. Let's let some more games happen in the NFL. Ooh, 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 ooh. One thing. The Cowboys just threw an ice cube into a dumpster fire into the form of Amari Cooper. Sad. I mean, if you're a Dallas fan, you should be sad. I mean, if you're a Raider fan, I would rejoice. Yeah, you're winning. Yeah, you're winning, definitely. Why are they winning? Because you have all the draft picks. I mean, I don't know how strong this draft draft class is going to be. Uh, Yeah. It's going to be strong enough because you gave up a first-round pick. For Amari Cooper, who hasn't done shit in two years. Listen. If it makes you feel any better, the Cowboys gave up two first-round picks for Joey Galloway. Don't remind me of that. (laughs) And they gave up a first-round pick for Roy Williams. Yeah, don't remind me. (laughs) Those were the dark times. I feel like, here's my my theory. I have a theory that uh, Stephen Jones was actually out of town on business when this deal went down. And Jerry was like, let's do it quick before Stephen gets back and talk some sense into us. That's exactly what I feel like. Mm, That's your franchise, buddy. Yep, well, whatever. Ride or die, I guess. I'm still going to be critical. Anyway, that's our show. Pretty good one. Christian, you got anything to add? I think this show sucked, and we're going to hear about it, but we love you guys, and, and keep the faith. Hey, Big Sal. Next show will be way better. Big Sal, anything to add? He shakes his head now. Big Sal's ready to go the fuck he home. He needs to go home. Well, that's it. Thanks for tuning in. Fuck the 18th. We'll see you next week. Hey. Hey. And I have a little letter for you that I would like you to read. I saw a couple of pickup lines and jokes to the, the, uh, this past week, and I wrote them down. And I can say them, but I feel like you could deliver them better. God damn it. See, All right. He, see, he's already read these, but he doesn't understand. They're going to be funny. So what is the first one? Is it a pickup line? Say, girl, do you like raisins? Because you are raising this dick. <laughs> That's terrible. It is terrible. All right, all right. Next There's up. supposed to be bad pickup lines. That's the irony. Hey, I heard your grades are bad. I'm sure this D won't hurt. Hey. I can't tell girls that. I can't just lie to them <laughs> like that. The D's going to hurt a little bit. You can follow up with a tutor thing. I guess you could, bro. You totally could. I want to see you use that as an icebreaker. Don't tell Kate. Yeah. Here we go. What do the squids say to the bagpipes? I'd fuck you if I can get you out of those pajamas. That was the worst one. I love it. That was the worst one. And if you say, if you use any of these in my presence on a stranger, I'm going to pay you money. Yes. Yes. You should be paid. It's going to be awesome. Way more than Big Sal's getting paid.
Uh, any amount. It's way more than Big Sal's getting paid. That's right. 